0: Southern Soul Livestream is a weekly talk show and music hangout where the hosts learn your name and just might remind you of a favorite relative. We spotlight fascinating people, discuss current events, and pay special attention to lifting up generations. So if you want to know more, learn more, be more, or just be, Southern Soul Livestream is the place for you. Join us every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Just log on, kick back, and experience the eclectic vibe. Check us out at
1: soullivestream.com. What's up? What's up, brother? I am so excited about our show tonight. I was doing the numbers, man. I ran the numbers. And what was it, 10, 15 years ago when we first met?
2: At least, at least, at least between 10 10 and 15 years ago, man. Yeah, it's been a minute.
1: Oh, man. And I mean, 10 to 15 years ago, Durham, North Carolina, you doing your thing. I can't even remember. Right. I'm looking at my notes. and It's like, I think maybe you were out promoting or something. Was I was out promoting. I don't know what it was, but some kind of way we ran into each other.
2: Yeah, it's one of those things, man. You um, you know, back back in the day, you know, Durham wasn't as populous as it is now. You know what I mean? So if anybody was making moves, you'd link up. And next thing you know, you're, you're rubbing elbows by somebody who's probably going to make some moves in the future. So that's why we're here
1: hey hey that's all right man that's all right you know I love your story because you ended up in Durham but you always wasn't in Durham right I mean I'm like what were you you were like in Virginia in Atlanta and then you end up in Durham but before we get there let's go ahead and get started tell me how did you get started like when did you have you always been an artist have you done other stuff what's your origin story how did you get started
2: yeah you know I guess I've been an artist, but I kept that tucked in. So along the way, I did a whole lot of other things, you know what I mean? And then I just kind of resorted back to what actually, what the passion was, the art, and that, that true uh, genuine uh, feeling of uh, the next level, and it was art. But along the way, I did many, many, many things, um, which helped become an artist. What it actually made being an artist a little bit easier, because you know, I've traveled some things, and traveled some places, and did some things, and learned some things. So. Um, art was the was the absolute positive proper thing to fall back on
1: that's all right yeah man that, you know you know I love what you just said you fell back on art yeah man like h- how amazing is that I yeah. mean if I'm looking at the beauty I mean the beauty of your art behind me you know the art behind you you fell back on that yeah that's like crazy man
2: yeah, I fell back. I fell back because, you know, I mean, as, as a young guy, I wasn't, I mean, well, younger guy at the time, I wasn't sure what I should do or what the actual passion should be um, or what, you know, what my what, what, what was in store for me. You know what I mean? Okay. So I actually ran through a lot of things. I did a lot of things in the process. I started off doing art back in the day. You know, my, you know, my grandparents, my grandma's, you know, beauty yeah. salon. And tell
1: they- us tell us about the grandparents. I love that part of your story. So your
2: grandmother, she has a beauty salon where? Yeah, in Louisa, Virginia. Represent Louisa, the 540 to 757. You know, back in the day, that's (laughs) how we do rural rural routes, country roads, cows and pigs and and stuff like that. But my grandparents raised me from a, you know, a real small guy and, um, you know, they were all about, you know, tough love and work hard to get what you want. And, you know, my grandmother had a beauty salon that she ran for years up until about maybe five years ago, six years ago, um, that kind of got my, uh, you know, I had examples of hard work. I had examples of entre- entrepreneurial uh, ship. Um, you know, my granddad was, you know, worked hard and 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 with gardens and, and he raised several kids before me. So, you know, it was a grandparent situation I was in. It was all about, you, you got to, go, if you want it, go get it.
1: Hey, you know, That's all right. Yeah. You know, I can totally relate with that part of growing up, um, watching grandparents work yeah. and do things, yeah. you know, and, and the things that they would have us do. Right. Yeah. For example, my grandmother would have me churn butter and people are like, you ain't old enough to be churn no butter. I'm like, yeah, I don't know my grandma. Ooh, wow. Yeah. Churning <laughs> butter, making um, what do they call them? Preservatives Preserve. But for you. Your grandmother, she had a salon in the basement, right? Yeah. And with the salon in the basement, she would have you do artwork for that salon, right?
2: Yeah, as a, as, a, as, a, as a small kid, you know, I mean, I would always draw things around the house. But I think, you know, I was one, I was a, a mischievous kid, you know what I mean? I okay. was, you know, if I wasn't doing something around the house, I was probably doing something I probably had no business doing. So my grandma reeled me in and had me, uh, I would create her signs, you know, when it would say, you know, a curl is $10 or, you know, a, a color is whatever. So, you know, I would create her list. Okay. Style. so it really became. Um, I was. Re- I, beca- I became a stickler about you know lines and structure and how things should be spaced because she wouldn't let me get away with doing it halfway. So okay. I had. To re- I had to really hone my skills to make sure that I was giving her what she wanted for her clientele. Um, mm-hmm. So the more I done, the more I kind of got into it, and it's almost like Miyagi. Before I knew it, I was. I-, I had developed this this sense of structure. Uh huh. You know? This is way before, um, you know, drawing trees on my grandparents' parents. Okay. You know what I mean? So, started there. Well,
1: well that's all right. Because, you know, a part of your story I was watching, right, is that you're making signs for grandma, right? So, yeah. for her salon, right, to let people know how much stuff costs. Yeah. But grandma was like, that ain't good enough. Go do it again. Right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, so, know, you know and, You know, and that's a small thing because before I started coming in the house and do the things for the signs, I was doing things outside. My granddad, my grandfather was making sure that whatever was going on outside, I paid attention to because it was more than just cutting grass. You know, it was, you know, we had acres of garden. We had, you know, we had tractors and things of that nature that, you know, that had certain, that were, that were particular and you had to do things in a certain mm-hmm. process, in a certain way. Um, so my granddad really instilled that way, which was probably the hardest way possible doing things. And I think almost looking back, he taught me that way to do it the absolute hardest, just mm. so came easy. It was just easy, you know just, you know what I mean? So, you know, from, you know, you from know lots, from lots of things. You
1: know, uh, you, you got me thinking, right? And, and what I'm thinking is somebody asked me the other day, you know, cause I was moving some stuff around, you know, they said, did you measure that before you moved it? I'm like, no. Nah. I didn't measure that. I don't need to measure that. I already know. (laughs) But you know, tell me about military, because even though you have this obvious gift, it wasn't necessarily something that your grandparents may have recognized and put you through art school. Tell us about the military. What made you go to the military?
2: Um, you know, you know, I I graduated at seventeen. Um. And in the small town of Louisa, I was probably doing nothing, although I had mm-hmm. many opportunities to do i had I had a lot of skill level I could have done a lot of things, but at that time I wasn't um mm-hmm. I, joined, I joined the military because I had to do something my grandparents wasn't was weren't going to have me just doing nothing and, and, and being an idiot um so I decided to join the military and it was the best thing I ever done in my life actually um for one, I was already groomed for the military um. Mm. There wasn't, there wasn't a drill sergeant or anybody tougher than my grandma. Um, so it, I was already raised that way my entire life. Um, I knew structure, I knew discipline. Um, so it was, it was the most amazing thing, especially from a country boy like myself, you know, Okay. You know, my grand, my, you know, my granddad has, has had acquired, you know, up to a hundred acres of land and, um, you know, you know, didn't, you know, didn't. Get out of high school, you know what I mean. So, I was raised in I was raised in a place that was tough all the way. So when I got to the military, it was really simple. Um, I knew that it took hard work to whatever it, you know whatever I was trying to achieve there. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever my job was, which was a job that required a lot of <laughs> a lot of leg work, a lot of strong back moves, uh, a lot of a lot of tough long uh, hours uh, in that job. So I was already primed for that, um, and it took me all over the world. I mean, hmm. my, my very first, my very first duty station, right out of Louisville, Virginia. I was in Italy. You know, six months after graduation, I was in Italy, uh, living the life, thinking I, thinking I'd made it. You know, just turned eighteen. You know, I'm over there. Uh, you know, doing some cargo handling stuff with the, with the battalion I was with, and uh, and um, you know, from that point forward, we just traveled and 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 we we did a lot of hard work. We tra- I've seen every possible part of the world you know um uh, but after italy i did go to desert storm for eight months so okay. that, that was a wake-up call you know i, I they, they, they they dropped me in the service it was all gucci for a minute and then they, then they woke me up with a little bit of desert storm so that, that, that was a uh, that, that was a big change but you know it, it was great it was great i mean i couldn't ask for a better i couldn't ask for a better uh four years um i uh saw everything i met tons of people those i probably never would have met the cultures, the, the the colors, the the the, the lights, the, everything was just amazing in, in, in the United States Navy, um, you know. and so, that's, probably, that's probably something different than some people might say, but I
1: don't well, you know I, I'm glad you said it because one of the things that I, I love about your story, in dude, I don't know if you are the eternal optimist, but you always have right <laughs> some great experiences, right? Yeah, I mean I know people they like I went to the military and it was hard and it was whatever and it paid the bills. You would be like, nah, man, I had a great time i i think you saw pyramids you went to the 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 south pole
2: too right yeah i mean i was in antarctica for a total of 12 months i was there um i mean antarctica new zealand Christchurch, East egypt ireland um um you i mean you name it i mean uh the pyramids and, and and just doing some things i never even imagined existed i was involved with um people i never met um you know, I even rode a camel back in the day. So that's okay. That that tells you that's crazy in itself. So uh, on. Uh,
1: well, I'm pretty sure on that 100 acres, you probably rode something else. But it. <laughs> I, I rode some camels.
2: Yeah, I mean, I rode some camels, but they had like it was. It's it called a tractor.
1: Oh, okay, a tractor. <laughs> right. You know, that's how I got my first driver's license driving a tractor. Yeah, you know, don't realize it. Yeah. I always tell the story. The way you get your driver's license in Texas is your grandma write a letter say, "Get my son a driver's license." <laughs> They like he ain't did no test. Grandma said he been driving his tractor for two years. Give yeah. my son a driving license, and that's hey, I've been driving ever since.
2: Hey, listen, that's how it works, you know. My, <laughs> you know, my, you, know my, you know, my children are city boys. They have no idea what that what that even sounds like or feels like. So,
1: oh man, you, can, I, I'm, I'm not going to even go there because anybody who know me, I'll talk for hours on that one topic alone. Hey, listen, I'm going to pause. Hey, so, so talking- tell me this, dearest, You know, I'm thinking about this tour abroad. I mean. You got this thing you're not really doing art but maybe you're doing a little bit right but yeah. you're out here and you're seeing the world you're seeing the planet yeah. right this country boy right yeah. i have to believe that some of this kind of ex- it influenced your art right yeah. i mean what, what what's your take what are the things you saw that really kind of maybe stuck with you to this day
2: yeah well it did you know the whole time i was in the military i, I never i never picked up a pencil to draw Okay, um, I never, I never drew my entire four years. I think I was just dedicated on trying to either get out or you know go on to the next particular duty station. But I had so many people around me that were drawing. I mean, they were they were really talented artists. I mean, really talented servicemen who were artists on the side. Um, and I would I would sit back and I would watch them. You know, I was I. I, I, I I never got in their way. I never, I never thought I was good enough basically, but I would learn, I would watch how they would do it. And I would just sit back and I would learn. And then after I got out, then I put all the, th- all the stuff I learned, I put that in, I put that into one thing. I just really channeled that. Um, and it was funny because, you know, I never, we never talked about it. I never talked about it with any of these guys. I just watched them. Hmm. I just sit back and I watched and I waited. And um, eventually I decided to give it my all and give it my shot. And that's how I ended up where I am in so many ways.
1: Well, I love that story because things are going good. But then I also know your story where you ended up in Atlanta. Now, people who don't know Darius, you know, I can spot him. You know, his last name is Quarles. (laughs) Not to be confused with the word quarrelsome, right?
2: Quarrelsome, yeah. yeah.
1: Yes, yes, yes. So you ended up in Atlanta, right? Tell us how you ended up in Atlanta in your academic career, I see Dakota's on there. Dakota, hold tight. You yeah, know we're yeah, doing yeah. the interview right now, and we're going to get to you right shortly. So, yeah, yeah. tell us about Atlanta and your um, when you got started in your college career.
2: Yeah, so so I got out of the military in '94, um, and I wasn't sure what what I wanted to do. But my mother, my biological mother, lived in Atlanta at the time, and so I was feeling architecture was my move. Um, so I, uh, attended, uh, Morris Brown College. Okay. And, um, that only lasted about two or three months. Um, be, just because I wasn't, I was, I was actually, I was actually overqualified for for college life by numbers. You know, I was, you know, 23, you know, going to college. I'd already seen the world. I'd done so many adult things. You know what I mean? I, you know, I, you know, I've been in war, you know what I mean? So, um, I went to college and, and and to Morris Brown and that didn't work because I wasn't focused, you know what I mean. And architecture I found wasn't my thing, um, so I dropped out for a couple of years and I just I just basically hustled the streets. I mean, I wasn't out here living on the streets. I had many jobs, I had real jobs, but I still was a, I still was hustling, trying to find like you know what's what's my niche. Where can I gain the most, you know, from for myself for what I want to do with what's instilled in me, what's been learned, uh, in me. So. Then I actually, uh, after about a year or so, I ended up going to another college, American College, uh, America, uh, the International, what is it, American International University, which is, all, is in Buckhead, which is close to the, the um, Atlanta College of the Arts, maybe, I think is what it's called, I'm not sure. Okay. Private college, went there for almost like two semesters, um, killed a game. Um, I studied uh, color theory, which is the color wheel, which, was, which is like my wallet, it's like my Bible and I went there and I learned what colors do to each other and how they complement and how they how they move and how they should work I mm-hmm. studied that and then I dropped out I dropped out of classes I held you know I was holding a 4.0 I dropped out of two semesters you know Atlanta's a big city you know what I mean it was it was pulling at me you know I'd been there for 3 or 4 years so
1: so well uh, it's funny you know, it, it's funny that you mentioned Atlanta because uh, eventually, we're gonna talk to uh, a buddy of mine who loves art, yeah. and he's also a Virginia country boy who, okay. you know, he he know what it's like to be pulled in by Atlanta. But keep going. <laughs> hey,
2: hey, hey, let me tell you so Those country boys have no idea until we just just land in the middle of it. So mm-hmm. I uh, I got to Atlanta and it was a you know I had a great time. I you know it wasn't all pieces and cream. You know I got into a little okay. bit of trouble. Um, when I was there, um, just because I was just in the mix, you know what I mean? I wasn't, I wasn't mature enough to really understand my plight at that time. Um, it was a little bit of hints. I was getting a little bit of information, a little bit of knowledge I was gaining from Morris Brown and, you know, living in Atlanta and knowing certain people and moving in the circles that I moved in, um, gave me a lot of knowledge. So yeah, after I dropped out of the, uh, AIU I just, uh, just started, you know, just started hustling on my own. You know, I just tried to like get into certain pockets to where I could be uh, seen. You know what I mean? But that didn't last that long. And I moved back to Virginia for a little bit. Well, actually, I moved to North Carolina after
1: that. Well, before, before we go there, I, I want to um, highlight a few points that I love about your story. I, you know, as you can see, I admire this, right? I love so many things. People know me. I'm going to say OMG. But for people who count my OMGs, I got a new one, right? It is L I G. Life is good. So life, life is, is good, good right? Life so is good. one thing I love to respect and admire by a man is that sometimes it's not a straight path.
2: Yeah,
1: people ask you questions like, "Oh, how did I get to this point?" Right, and they, they want to see point A to point B. Yeah, they don't understand the journey, right? Oh, so man. on your journey, you met some cool people in Atlanta. Tell wow.
2: us about Swiss Beats. Oh, man, Swiss. You know, Swiss and I, Swiss and I were were homies back in the day. I mean, probably when he was a senior in high school, I met Swiss. I lived on like, um, I lived on one block like Rockbridge, and he lived two blocks down on, on, on Fond du Lac.
1: Okay.
2: And, you know, Swiss is at my house every night. I mean, when Swiss would first do parties, I was, you know, again, I was a hustler. Don't y'all tell nobody. But I, uh, I would, you know, I would, I would, I would help him get his blank CDs and he would make these CDs and he would do these street parties and we became friends and he was big into art back then and you know and so we would come over and we would work out certain things we would do art you know for hours at a time and then my mom would kick Swiss out and Swiss go home I'd take Swiss home and you know that would that would be what it is that was what it was we would do that for a long time and just just other people uh, like with the goodie mob and you know outcasts back in the day would sit, sit on the walls you know at the AUC and I was just around a lot of people, man, that were into music and I just, just, I just really truly fell in that pocket of people. So I was meeting people that I just didn't know were gonna be the people they are today. You know what I mean? Wow. Um, and just, you know, the stories I got, you know, and Swiss Beast and I and never, we didn't, we, we have yet to cross paths again. We had a show about seven, eight years ago up in New York. Uh, it's written in the Huffington Post. I was on a flight headed to that show, but the Flats got canceled. My wife and I, so we never linked up again in art. Okay. And, um, and it's kind of a crazy thing, but you know, it's what it is. You know what I'm saying? So, big up to cross paths with him, and um, you know, I'm probably a better artist though.
1: <laughs> that's <laughs> that's all right. You know, I I want to mention a few things about your hustle, right? Your flow. Yeah. Tell us about what your grandma told you when she found out, or maybe heard. Or maybe you know some kind of way had an idea that you were getting in trouble. What did Grandma say about what you learned
2: out there? Uh well, I don't know. Uh, she said a lot of things. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she said a lot of things. You know, my you know my, my my granddad too. You know, my granddad. You know, they like listen. We didn't we didn't teach you this. So basically, whatever you're doing out here, you're on your own. You didn't learn it from us. So if you're trying to be bigger than what you're doing, that's something you're doing on your own. And basically, if, if if we can get you out of trouble, we'll turn you in if, if, if you're doing things that are so crazy. But at the same time, just know that you didn't learn that from here. Mm-hmm. We gave you every, we gave you all the tools to do it properly. And if you choose not to use that, then so be it. And honestly, probably like probably like some of my own kids, uh, probably yeah. taking information and be like, you know what, whatever, dad or whatever, mom, whatever, grandma. But you know, in time, those those things, those those words, come back to actually be true.
1: Well, you know, I, I appreciate that um, you know I mean? because you know, th- I think that's, that's just one of the tough parts, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, you know how we are as people, right? We just got to learn the hard way. Yeah. But, but I love the way way you describe it. What Grandma say? Hey, you do whatever you do in these streets, but you ain't learn that here, no, right? Here.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I and I think, and it's funny because I, I do believe that they honestly if i were going to fail then i needed i needed to fail on my own i needed to fail i need to fail hard it'd be somebody what they could not get me out of and and when well, i did that you know what i mean mm-hmm. i mean i wasn't I've been sque- i have not been squeaky clean i've done some things that maybe it would have taken me off of this path that i am right now i wouldn't be sitting mm-hmm. here talking to you guys you know if i would have maintained that that road you know what i mean but you know it's good to have a great base the base was so good the base was great you know what i mean it's almost like reading it directly and just actually seeing the diagrams on how to make these moves um, you know, My grandparents they gave it all to me you know so they would be they would feel like they didn't do their job if i were to go out here or any of their children were to go out here and make these moves in a negative way so
1: you know being a guy who um definitely my dad's um mother spent a lot of time um raising me, let's say up until 10 or 12, right? Yeah. But one thing I recall from the is a lot of my virtues, a lot of my, you know, disposition management, management. I can't yeah. even say it. But um I like the way you describe it. It was that foundation, right? You may get out there, but you come back. Yeah. So the reason why before we go to Durham, because you were talking about when you moved to Durham, right? Yeah. And Dakota, just so you know, I'm I'm claiming it now, this brother is the father of the Durham Renaissance. So go ahead and tell Nikona. We had already claimed it. I know Nakona from, I, I, I know that. your wife from Durham, because we knew Durham back when Durham wasn't cool, right? You know what I mean? Back back before, you know, it was the fancy, whatever it is now, top places yeah. to live. Yeah. So, but the one thing I love about your art is this, Darius, is that ever since I saw your art, I'm like, you had a different look, a different, I, I couldn't when I was doing the marketing, I'm like, maybe I'm going to put urban, but I can't put urban in there because it's not urban, yeah. but it was hip. It had a flair yeah. that wasn't boring. It just had energy. It was intense. Right. Yeah. And I used to always wonder every time you came out with a new piece, I was like, what does this brother get this from? Yeah. But when you talk about your Atlanta and who you kicking it with, it begins to shape your story that gave you what I believe gave you the eye to create this art. What I mean, what are your thoughts about that? And then take us to Durham when you move to Durham.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're you're right about that. I think, I think initially I've always I was you know, I've been different. I I'm i, I was different from the gate. You know what I mean? I thought I thought different. I was doing things different, taking it back to Virginia. You know, I wasn't going to Friday night lights, you know what I mean? My Saturday mornings, I was, you know, my shoes was off and I was walking behind a tractor, you know what I'm saying, trying to, you know, drop these white potatoes. Um So, so all that came from just, you know, thinking different. Now I'm out here Mm -hmm. behind a tractor, my homies at the game, you know, (laughs) so how, so how do I, how do I, you know, take my mind out of that? Right. How do I, how do I get out of that? So I began to like, you know, just, just daydream of sorts. And so I think, I think as I got older and started, started to put some, you know, put some colors to them lines, my daydreams became this surreal stuff that was happening Mm. because you know I had so many things going on within one pot you know what I mean it's like this gumbo of ideas that I tended to actually now I I've, I've, I've evolved to when it comes to surrealism um you know I got you know guru said it we got mad formulas you know it just depends on which one you want what you know guru you know guru said that a minute ago which which one do you want you know we got we got plenty of styles so I think that when when my art comes into the picture, I got things I can talk about, I've seen, I've heard. And if I can't really produce it as far as craft it, like most artists would do, I'm gonna do my best to give you the idea and then you figure it out. So I give oh. you the ideas, then it's all in harmony, then you figure it out. So now in 2021, you know, I've honed, I've honed certain skills as far as painting goes, um, but my story is still the same. You know, I give you a ton of things in once. But when I got here to Durham, so I moved here in Durham in like '99. Okay. Um,
1: so I got there. I got there in in '90. Actually, '99 is when I got there. '98, '99 is when I first moved to Durham.
2: Yeah, yeah. So that look at that, look at that. It was was, was something in that season.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. I got here to Durham in '99. You know, um, you know, uh, at the time, my girlfriend, uh, my my oldest son Noah, his mom uh, was leaving Atlanta to go to UNC, so I followed her here. And pretty much I was here, you know, with no college degree, just trying to find my way. You know, I had three or four jobs at, at one time and still hustling, still trying to make moves, still stuck in that little, that little, uh, that little, that little hustle vein that was... Oh, the
1: hustler still coming back.
2: Yeah, you know what I'm saying? We, You know, I'm, I'm like 25, 26, 27 um, at that time. So um, I moved here and... Um, I fell in love with the city and, you know, and honestly, I had nowhere to go for the most part. I mean, I wasn't going to go back home with grandma. They had already stood out. They had already looked, you know, look, you did your thing. You're too old now. Do you, you know, make your moves. Um, So I ended up staying here and um, I found a little uh, in the paper. I think, you know, my, you know, I would do things trying to get my art out there, trying to find shows. You know, I I would ride around with with, with my 17 year old in the back seat and I would just put, flyers and mailboxes and, you know, you know, and, and I wasn't even a really good artist at the time, but I just okay. wanted somebody to give me an opportunity. So I moved to Durham with this idea. Like if I just flood you with enough information, you'll, you'll eventually give me a chance. Right. So, um, that's kind of how it was, man. And, um, I, I ended up, you know, I ended up, uh, falling in love with the city of Durham. And, and I mean, I, I'm, I'm taking back some, because when I first moved here, you know, I was on probation. Okay. You know what I mean? I mean real talk with the, I am mean, real talk with the people. I mean, ain't nothing to So yeah, I, 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 it ain't
1: nothing to hide. And I tell you this story. Wow. I want to hear why you there. Yeah,
2: it's, it's, it's I want to hear the
1: story about the, the when you are putting flyers in the mailbox.
2: Yeah, what happened
1: with the mailman?
2: Well, so the mailman was like, "Yo, he finally read. He picked up my flyers and he read my address, so he came to my house. Like, yo, you can't put these flyers in the mailboxes no more. This is against the law." And I was like, "Well, damn." So okay, damn, I got shut down. So now I gotta find a different way to make it. Um, um, so you know, of course, I, I dug into crazy and thought about some things. But when I when I got here after that, I mean, I was, I was on probation. So one of my um, one of my jobs I actually uh, was actually uh, to be at the Durham Arts Council. Okay. Um, so I just wanted to be around art, and then it mm-hmm. was being a part. Of, then I was then I got a job being part of the warehouses, the old tobacco warehouses in Durham, mm-hmm. and that was in like early two thousand, late ninety nine. So. And I, and I, and, I, and I'm I'm walking around. I'm and I'm listening. You know, I'm this guy that's got you know own papers at that time, but at that time I'm I'm learning about Durham. I'm learning okay. about the city. I'm getting all this information about where I am.
1: A city with a bunch of history, but we don't even know it got a history. Oh. It's like rich in heritage, oh. but we don't even know it. That's oh. why I'm calling you the father of the Durham Renaissance because you are there before it's cool. Oh. And, and you start seeing stuff. So tell us tell us about this tell us about the history of Durham, right and, yeah. and, and some of the famous creators right you know ernie yeah. barnes let's throw that out there right yeah. give us the backdrop of the city you moved into that i moved in that nobody knew about
2: hey nobody knew about it. I, I moved to this city and it was kind of like wow what's going on here of course i was in the situation because i was just falling in love at the time oh, I, well. but, I, but, I, but i but i fell into the mix and i'm in this city and it's like oh before I, i didn't have no idea ernie barnes was from here you know what i mean and and if you don't know good times and you don't love ernie barnes because when that joint comes on if you if you those pains in itself if that don't create movement and or, or energy and positivity then nothing else does and then you know then I learned about you know just being in the tobacco industry you know you know my granddad would talk about you know raising tobacco and bringing it to durham mm-hmm. for virginia because that was that was the only place that actually sh- that actually would uh, uh, give the white and the black sharecropper, or you know, the same equal pay. Um, so that was one of the first things I learned, and I just learned about, you know, you know, what, 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 what Five Points Gallery is. You know, Malcolm X had one of his very first outdoor uh, speakings right there in the courtyard, right between Main and Chapel Hill. There, you know, there, there's so much stuff I learned about, you know, about the builders of Duke. You know as a black man and and you know a, a lot of these things don't get talked about but but in but all this information was being fed to me back in the day when I didn't know I needed it. You mm. understand? So again it 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 showed itself 10 years later uh, mm-hmm. or less than that later about what where I am what I you know I just happen to fall into the pocket of everything that's gonna mold me Just you know going forward. So Durham uh, the people of Durham uh, just everything in Durham I mean when I, my very first art show was where the one city center building is now okay that, that used to be called that used to be called the um, mr. Shoe. it was green back in the day nothing in there uh, I recall my sev- my 17 year old now 17 year old being a stroller pushing into this art show and it might have been eight people in Durham the whole city of Durham and I bought four of them so, wow. it was, you know, it was, it was nothing here. So over the next 21 years, I just became the ambassador to learn everything. I used my probation as a library. You know what I mean? That's it all right. Best parts of my life. It gave me everything Durham had to offer. I knew all these people met these people, white and black. And I just, I just stayed grounded in. And that, that, and that one warehouse I'm talking about, in 2017, I actually painted a mural on that warehouse wall where I did my probation 17 years prior. Wow. So I basically came in here as somebody on these papers, but I ended up 17 years later, the city showing me love. So it was always, it was you know what I'm saying? It was this whole 180. And it took Durham to actually make that positive for me.
1: You know, you know I, I love that about you, um, Darius, and I'll give you your flowers, right? The things I've always admired about you is you've always been surrounded. First of all, family man. I don't know how many kids, but you got 10, 15 kids. I can't count them, right? But I have you know, 30,
2: I have 30, 37 <laughs> kids. We all, we all share different last names.
1: <laughs> but yeah. some of my inspiration of being an involved dad definitely comes from you. Because man, like you said, you're doing your grind, but yeah. your kids are right
2: there with you. And yeah. I think you, did, did you meet your wife in Durham or somewhere around there? Yeah, yeah. I actually, I met her uh, late '99 and 2000, one of my three jobs. I worked at a hotel at the time. She came in, okay. she applied for it. Um, so I met her then, um, and and I, you know, fast forward maybe four years after that, and you know, we started having kids. And you know, starving artists, you know, both of us was young, trying to make it. You know, having kids, so I raised our, I stayed home and raised all my children. You know, so hmm. I learned to paint as I also warmed up formula.
1: Um, well, I want to give a shout out to the family because, dude, I've seen so many pictures of your family, your kids, and I know they they're like teenagers in their 20s now, yeah. I don't know, but oh, yeah. I just remember when they were babies, right, you yeah. doing your your hustle and they are there. So, yeah. I mean, I just want to commend you on that because, Thank you know, a lot of people search for that passion, they search for that thing, right? right. And they, But they ask the question, like, how did you find it? Like, is if it took you 15 minutes? And I like how we started this conversation. You fell back on art, right?
2: Yeah.
1: But family and the responsibilities could have pulled you away, but some kind of way it kind of, I don't know, pioneered your story, became a part of your story, so I commend you on that in yeah. doing that. So I just want to get a shout-out to the family, shout-out to the kids. Yeah. I know Daddy been painting and being crazy all of these years, because that's what we do, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yet, y'all still there, and y'all here tonight, so I appreciate y'all yeah. for supporting this brother so he can find his passion, because there ain't nothing in life like finding your true calling and passion. I'm just putting
2: that out there. Yeah, big up. You're right about that, man. Yeah, you know, the, the, uh, the, uh, the, the family... Has, dealt, has definitely uh, dealt through some uh, creative mood swings and a, a lot of things along the way but you know it's good because you know I mean I you know I can say that you know these kids you know they didn't, they weren't in daycare you know they were all raised here so we did it was an evolution of a family here as we did things you know what i mean so like my grandparents was 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 doing to me and silently teaching me these these skills you know my children have seen the hustle from like you know 0 mm-hmm. dollars to to actually um being part of a gallery five points gallery downtown and just kind of watching both mom and dad kind of hustle along the way to, to make to make themselves to where they can to where the kids are comfortable and they see this they see how they see the plight they know what's going on they know it's not easy they know it takes some work they know it's frustrating and and I think the best thing is any parent can do is don't even lie to your kids let them know it's gonna be difficult and, and 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 if you can, to give them an example, show them, show them the hustle, show them, show them the the process, show them how difficult it is. And I just was lucky to be able to do so. So that's kind well, of me.
1: well. Well, yeah. I commend you on that, man, because I've definitely seen it happen. So let's let's talk about that. I mean, that's a formal topic. You're talking about the kids. Let's yeah. talk about legacy planning, right? I mean, have you tried to kind of convert the kids into you know mini Picasso's? You know artists have have they fought you have you drove them crazy tell us about that what's your thoughts on kids trying to get them to follow your passion your talent should you try should you drive
2: them crazy i mean what's your perspective yeah i did that i drove them crazy actually i actually actually i probably took them out the game um because even even when they were young you know they would they would show me things they would paint and draw and keep in mind i was i was it was kind of like it was kind of like my kids and I were learning how to actually become an artist at the same time. But I wow. was thirty, and they were infants, <laughs> you know, toddlers in, in grade school and such. But you know, they would come and they would do things for me, and I would I would be this okay. Well, I need for you to try to see if you can. Um, harmonize this tree with this house and give it a shadow and can you make it that much you know does it make sense can the can the guy be walking this way can you put it you know I was putting too much pressure on them but what I didn't what I also did find out is that they have that when I said I fell back on art it might be a point in their life where they can fall back on art because they have the tools you okay. know what I mean but they would rather because I was so difficult in in, in the process <laughs> mm-hmm. they all probably would tell you that and they've done, they, they, they've done great things and they're going to have, if, if they fall back on art, it'll be the fifth, sixth or seventh thing they fall back on because they're really good at so many things before being really good at art. And I, you know, I don't want them to be a great artist. I, I, I just want them to be great people. I just, I, I want them to go out here. If, if, you know, whatever it takes, just be good at it. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, just don't follow, lead. That's the idea. Create your lane. You know, like a lot of my art, people, people always say, well, I haven't seen your art before. It's Because I wasn't, I mean, I didn't, nobody told me no. And I created my own style along the ways. And I'm, I evolved to what you see today. Um, and I was given opportunity by, you know, my grand folks didn't, they never said, be an artist. But they never said, don't be an artist. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, you know, so I think that's part of it all. So, like myself, if I decided to go out here and plant a garden for y'all, I could. So I'd fall back. That's all it. right. You know what I'm saying? So the idea is to be well-rounded and I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm passing that on to them, be well-rounded. And if art's what you want to do, like, I mean, I have my oldest son, Noah, you know, he's really graphic. He does a lot of graphic stuff. You know, my, my daughter Lyric, she's um, you know, she has had Etsy slime uh, businesses and now she's doing jewelry. So the, the whole hustle is in their vein. That's, something That's that all right. Means. It's in their vein. So, Whatever they has to do it's all good, but if they're really good artists, I'm gonna be sure that I get credit for
1: it. Oh, all right then. You say you say, <laughs> you say I, I, sign my I, name under your name. But so tell what we're gonna do. No doubt. What I want to do, Darius, is I want to take a quick break, and we're gonna come back, and we're gonna. I got a couple more questions for you, yeah. and what I'm gonna do is this. I got a piece, uh, a few of your pieces. Yeah. That I want you to kind of, I'm gonna pick a couple of, uh, I say, your complicated pieces, like the one behind me. Yeah. I'm not gonna pick that one, but I want you to. Walk us through it, right? Because the way I understand it, right? Yeah. Each artist leaves a legacy, right? Yeah. A legacy that their art tells a story. Yeah. And what we want to do is give you that opportunity to tell a story yeah. of a few of your prints, right? Yeah. A few, a few of your masterpieces, so that we can begin to understand what was going on. We know your story. We know where you're coming from. We know all of these experience, yeah. military, urban, hip-hop, love lost country, a hundred acres, all of this stuff is there, right? Yeah. So we want you to kind of break it down for us. I'm gonna pick a couple of them and Dakota, hold tight, we're gonna take a break and I want you Dakota, to share with us your love of art. So I invited Nikoda here tonight, um, his schedule shifted, I expected him to be here earlier but he came here later. So what we're gonna do is take a break and we're gonna talk about the love of art. And I wanna hear what your thoughts Nicole is and then what we're gonna do Darius, we're gonna come back and we're gonna look at a couple of your pieces and I'm going to surprise you, so I guess I got to do that. But, hey, hey, you're the man, so you, you can tell us whatever you want to tell us. I'm on. But but we want you to tell us the story of what you were thinking when you created these pieces.
2: Sure. All sure. Right. right. So
1: um, hold tight, Nicole. I'm going to uh, play this song. No, I can't play no song. you know, know I'd be hitting these buttons. So, <laughs> <laughs> Don't hit so let's the take code off me for a second. Tamika, spotlight Nicole. Okay, hold on. And while Nakoda is talking, I'm going to be bringing up a couple of Darius's pieces, because I want y'all to see what he's describing. Nakoda, what's up, brother? What's up, Darius? What's going on, bro? How you doing, doggy? Good, good. I'm good. Sorry about your delay, man. I know you got a bunch of stuff going on, but I thank you for being here. Now, one of the reasons why I wanted um, Nakoda to be here, like I said, we had planned for him to be here in in the beginning, but he had some family things going on is Nakoda has a passion for art. And his passion for art, but at the same time, uh, Darius, he's a country boy from Virginia, right? So this is what he did. Represent, he came down here to Atlanta, got brand new, and yeah. now all the boy do is buy art. Now, if he don't own none of your pieces, you need to find them because I'm telling you, it's all he do is buy art, right?
2: Hey, listen, yeah, well, we need to link up, for real, for real.
1: <laughs> yeah, because all he do, and another reason why I wanted Nakoda to be here, because Nakoda knows everybody in Atlanta who love art I'm yeah. like, man, come on, man. You gotta make sure these people know about Darius. So so yeah. we gonna Darius, I'm gonna put you in contact with Nakoda because me and Nakoda, we're gonna do an exhibit, you know, when the world open back up, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> and people get in these streets. Well, I think they're already in the streets.
2: Yeah, but I'm telling you,
1: Nakoda knows everybody who loves art in Atlanta. Oh Nikoda, tell us about your love of art, why you love art, and why you love the things that um Darius has said tonight. Yeah, uh,
0: Um, One big up to you Darius for uh, the story and the journey that brought you to, you know, um, expressing yourself using art man life is oftentimes the things that the things that hurt us bring the biggest joy to the world. um, Once we, you know, figure out what it is that we want to say, and you know, um, I've been looking forward to trying to get up to Durham uh, to get some time to come in and see some of your work. You know, for me, born and raised country boy, uh, horse pasture, Virginia. Um, And growing up in the country, I just never saw art. Um, My whole expression of the world was through encyclopedias, Encyclopedia Britannica, and (laughs) you know, my imagination and reading books. So it wasn't until I got to a bigger city um, that I started to see the cultural influences of African-American artists um, and art in its larger scape. Mm-hmm. and you know, I, I would I would say that um, art collecting for me started young, uh, you know, just finding things that resonated with me. Mm-hmm. And um, over the years, I think the first big piece um, when was done in Atlanta, um, and I don't think I look back from there. And I think that's really the moment of inertia that anybody who uh, gets into buying art is, you know, when you first buy a piece that you're like, this is, this is not a paycheck. This is, this is some money. And, you know, from there, I don't think you look back much, you know, at that point you start to realize that the purchase of the art, um, I am a custodian of African-American culture. And I didn't start out, Doing that, but it's certainly something that's become. Um, and I encourage everybody to find art um, that, it, and it doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to um, be something that's popular to everybody else. It's really just what's popular for what feels good for you. Yeah. And if you buy art sincerely just for yourself, um, you'll find that it's far more satisfying, and your money. I don't know, it, it, sometimes, it, you know, you spend money, but there I have never looked at a piece of art that I've bought and said, I wish I hadn't bought that.
2: Right. You know, right.
0: Um, I don't miss that money, right. but I do know how it makes other people feel. I know how it makes me feel.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, I love when people come to our home um, and we can walk around and look at any of the art that we've um, purchased over the years. And have conversations about it mm-hmm. and to see that kind of seed being planted in other people um, and start them out on their own budding career or art collecting. Yes. And you know, it, you know, buying one piece, great. You know, buy two pieces, great. You know, if you never buy another piece after that, so what? Mm-hmm. Um, but the bigger thing is when you buy art, you're also telling the artist that I value you. I yeah. value you Amen. as a human person. I value you um, and the things that your journey that brought you to the canvas and your expression of whatever that is that you're trying to um, share with us. Um, And that is a miss, that is one of the broken links within the African-American community is we don't, we um, uh, lost the part of valuing another person. Yeah. Uh, especially in the art world, you know, we can look and we say, "Hey, we'll spend some money uh, for a concert," you know, um, because you know. But it, I mean, it's a form of art. But as far as like saying, "Hey, I want to buy this piece and put it on my wall," yeah, you go far. Your money goes so much further for yeah. the people that you're supporting, the artists that you're supporting, um, and also you become a custodian. So there's, there's, I guess, in a nutshell, Calvin, if you're asking, that's some of the fringe benefits of you know being so many pieces of art in um i'm really grateful um, that i find artists um for me when i collect now i like to spend time i'll probably come out to your studio meet you drink some brews tell some stories you know for me it's a it's an investment in
1: the person as much as it is in buying a particular piece yeah hey man i mean that, that's real nicole thank, thank you for blessing us with that man because you know I didn't sit here tonight and I I said so much, but you know, it's one thing, like you said, it shows the artist that you value them, their story. And the more I talk, the more I talk, you know, because when I went through this interview, I I just got so excited. I'm like, oh, I like this and I like this and I like this inspiration. And and for example, let me tell you about one of my favorite pieces. And and maybe you can tell me about one of your favorite pieces and then we're going to switch and Darius can um, um, give us some, uh, um, a breakdown of some of his pieces. The story that you told kind of resonates with me and I can now, even I even see Darius work through another lens. I've always wondered why it touched me in a way it did. I could never really put my finger on it, right? But what you said is that, you know, sometimes you fall in love with a person's work because you value them. And I truly do value this brother, right? So, but one of my favorite um, pieces was, I'm just gonna call it Black Moses, right? So anybody who know me, they know I've had a, 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 a eclectic, eccentric background, Renaissance man, I do everything from country boy to fine wine, but at the same time, I still stay close to the earth. You see, some people, they get fancy, sophisticated, and they float out of earth, right? Mm -hmm. But some kind of way, I like staying down close to gravity, right, but one of my favorite pieces is a black Moses, and and it has so much in it, and it's beautiful, and and he has a face like mine, he has a beard like mine, he's scruffy like me, right? He has Afrocentric features like me, And he's parting the Red Sea. Yeah. And that piece alone tells a whole different spiritual story for me. And another reason is because Noah is my favorite character in the Bible. You know why? Not Noah, I'm sorry, Moses.
0: Okay.
1: Because this brother had issues (laughs) until Moses (laughs) I had never seen anybody who was a leader but so flawed yeah from stuttering to trying to kill people to you know anger problems this probably got problems right (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. but he tried yeah and he never gave up so every time I see that piece I see myself yeah As an imperfect brother that got from fine wine, from bougie to hood. You're going to hear everything come out of my mouth at any given time. In one sentence, you're going to get all flavors, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's what that piece did for me every time I look at it. And in a similar way, when I look at Darius's work, I'm seeing this this, this mix of hip, of urban, of energy, of contemporary. It's for us. And I, I begin to feel that. So I thank you, Nikola, for sharing that with us, man. And I thank you for taking away for family time so you can just share that moment with us. But um, I'm going to do a project real quick and get Darius to walk us through some of our pieces. Then we're going to do some Q&A. But Nikola, feel free to share with us um, one of your favorite pieces while I do this um, technology setup. One of mine? hmm Oh, uh, I
0: don't know. The piece I'm about to buy is my next favorite. Piece. <laughs> yeah,
2: there you, go. <laughs> there you go. There you
0: go. Yeah, that's pretty dope. Uh you know, I, I wanted to ask you, Darius, uh, as far as like uh paint brushes, um, what's your medium that you use? Yeah. Um, are you acrylic or are you uh gauche? What what what's your what's what you got going, bro?
2: Yeah, I, I started off in gouache, my like, you know. 20, 15 years ago, I started. 17 years ago, I started in gouache, but I'm I'm all acrylic now. All acrylic. One oil painting, and that was probably the shit, 20 years ago, and I would never do that again. That was the most frustrating thing I'd ever done in my life. <laughs> so I had to, I had to get in where I fit in, and gouache was the entry level, and then I just kind of. Um,
0: gravitating away.
2: Held into the acrylics, and acrylics are my jam, no yeah. doubt. Yeah, I
0: heard. I heard that gouache. Um, the the what makes it so difficult is how absolutely fast it dries. Yeah, it's like yeah. as soon as it's on the canvas, you you you're on borrowed time.
2: Yeah, and it's crazy because when I was in art school, when I was in art school at the uh, uh, American Un- Inter- Intercontinental University, whatever AIU, I um. I use gouache thin uh, for some of the class projects. So I really got good at gouache actually, but they were drying too fast for what I wanted to do. So I had to step it up and acrylic was the next best thing. So that is, that uh, is, that is my medium. That's is, that is how I like to roll these days.
0: Yeah, this piece that's in front of us uh,
2: yeah,
1: is oh, dope man. on so many different
2: levels. Oh, uh, man. Oh man, it's, it's uh yeah this yeah this. So
1: Darius, take us through it. Tell tell us what's going on here because when I saw this, first of all, I'm amazed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Walk us through it. What were you thinking? What was going through your mind? Right.
2: Yeah. So um, honestly, with this piece, I was kind of not in a good way. I was I was angry. Um, I was mad at a. Uh, well, I was upset with a few people as this painting um, took place. So within it, I was trying to like throw, I was trying to like throw shots at being the queen or being the king, um, yet being the elephant in the room. At the same time, you're eating your your snout. Um, You got more than one eye and they're sideways and they're everywhere. Um, and it was just a bad honestly, th- th- honestly, I was actually in my feelings when I'd done this and I sketched it probably in an hour, um, while I was in a, uh, while I was in that zone and, um, and I painted it the next day. Um, so this, so there are times when I have these moments where I'm either angry, mad, sad. Um, whatever and I would just create a piece like you know it's like Jay-Z getting to the mic and just and just doing a record no cuts no takes Um, this was one where it was all about my emotions and instead of me lashing out and being a jerk I think it's better for for the art if I just put these feelings on paper on canvas and this was one of those pieces that composers of uh, maybe you know eight different emotions nothing nothing nice except for the crown and um, someone bought it because they saw it and it made sense to them so it was funny for me that that this the, 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 this one actually sold but somebody else understood this moment because this wasn't a good moment for me although it was therapeutic after I painted it inside my hand, I was no longer upset because I got it all out. So yeah, this, yeah, this, this piece right here has a lot to do with a lot of emotion.
1: Awesome, man. You know, that that, that earns a, a daddy rich OMG.
2: <laughs>
1: you know, because when I looked at this piece, I, mean, I, I saw a lot, but now I see so much more.
2: Yeah, you know, you know, you know, it's um, you know, artists, you know, we we are sensitive people. We are sensitive people. And I'm definitely sensitive. And I almost... Sometimes I use these things as practice. Instead of me losing it like I would have done, you know, decades prior. Um, because things didn't go my way or I'm not understanding why somebody's not on my same page. Um, I this, this is my out now. You know what I mean? I can... Mm. I can I can eat. I can potentially eat off of this energy if there's somebody who understands it. So instead of losing it, I just put it all on paper, put it all on canvas. And lots of times the best work comes from that, that immediate, that immediate emotion. So that's exactly what it came from. And um, we'll be good now. I'm good now. That that that, that That's that,
1: all right. You say you're definitely feeling good after you sold it, huh? Oh, well, you, know, you, know, you know you
2: know you know you know it's funny you know it's funny because I, I I don't think that lots of times for me when I do things like that the surreal pieces that are emotive I never intend to sell them okay you know what I mean because it'd be great if somebody purchased it but my intention is to maybe show it, get it out and bring it home you know what I mean because it's it's, it's truly it's truly a personal piece things like that. Um, but I'm always lucky if somebody actually understands what I'm talking about and it's gone through before. So you know.
1: That's all right. Now I think this is gonna be the favorite, not my all-time favorite, but the favorite of the ones you um shared with me. Yeah. Tell us about this one, Dears.
2: The Green Girl. So wow, the green girl. The green girl, this is probably the tenth version of this of this particular piece. All the pieces are the same silhouette basically of this lady, kind of looking down with, uh, with a with a with a head wrap, perhaps. Um, and and the idea was given to me from by a friend years ago, but I've made it my own over the years. If something happens, I do something with the green girl. So this green girl, actually, this this is happened. This I did this the first I guess couple months of the pandemic. So she has on a mask, and and in her head she has like. Those little, those little tempo balls are in our head. If you can look at those tempo balls, there's the earth in there crashing the other four. At the time, the earth was sick, right? Because we're dealing with the pandemic. So I have this earth in there and it's kind of banging against other balls to kind of get the whole tempo of how are we are gonna move, right? Um, then you have the, the, the trees at the top. There's like a fish eye in there. There's, there, there's actually a um, seahorse that's in there, and the only reason I put the seahorse because I just wanted to paint a seahorse. No rhyme, no reason, and, and 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 it really made sense. But the whole the whole idea of this particular green girl was her sexy mask that was a mask, but you know it's kind of lacy. It's kind of you know I wanted to make her soft and feminine. You know what I mean? I still want her to have that feeling of a woman that you needed. To, you know you, need, you want to hold her, and you know what I mean. But at the same time. Back to my color theory days in Atlanta, I had to have the colors just really fall together in harmony, triads and tetrads and things like that, split complements. Everything had to work with the green girl in this particular piece. This is one of my favorite pieces um, just because it just came out really good. Again, another piece that was quick because I was, in, I was in a mode, I was in a zone. You know what I'm saying? We was trying to like figure out how you know the kids out of school I'm, do I need to go ahead and order all the masks I can find, the K and the K95, the K95s or whatever one available. So you know, everybody was in chaos at that point. But
0: mm-hmm. yeah,
2: yeah, so 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 this particular Green Girl was really one that um that that they really uh actually the last one I've done, I haven't done another Green Girl since then. This is the last one, so I might retire her for a minute.
1: Awesome, awesome, I love it. You know, I was going to do two, but. I'm enjoying it so much, I'm going to do three. Hey,
2: but before you know, we do three,
1: let's do a quick transition, want. right? Yeah. I see Jim right there is enjoying the conversation there, Mr. Jim yeah. Micken. So yeah. let's um pause for a couple questions. Yeah. And then I'm going to, lastly, after a few questions, we're going to um, have you um, analyze another <laughs> one for us. Okay. But let's um take some questions. Um, Who got questions? You can raise your hand, take yourself off mute. Yo, 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 yo. Yo, yo. What's
3: up, man? It's Roman, man. What's up, Darius? Oh, what's
2: up, Mr. Buck? How you doing, brother?
3: Man, you just turned me on to a whole new aspect of who you are, brother.
2: Hey, man, I appreciate you, man.
3: You know what? Look, Desert Storm, veteran, ATL, 85, I'm sorry, 95, 94, 95, 96, 97.
2: Okay.
3: I know we crossed paths. I'm sure. Hey, but, but check. I'm going to hit you, man, because I was just thinking about you, like, two weeks ago. I work at the VA.
2: Right.
3: Okay. In the, in the emergency department. Okay. And I, and I was just rapping with my interior designer saying, I know this brother. He's an artist. And um, can we buy out some, can we buy out outside the box? You just dropped to me. You're a veteran. It's all good, player. Oh. So, uh, hey, I'm going to hit you up. I'm going to hit you up offline. But uh, I'm glad you reached out to you, man. Good work. Good knowing a little more about
2: you, brother. Hey, man, y'all already uh, know what's up, man. You know we, you know we connected a couple of weeks ago, so you know us all love. Uh, we just we, yeah, we, man, it's a special connection, brother. I mean, damn. Yeah, it is, man. Look, we hey, we building, we adding on. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's love, man. I'm so glad you're following, man. Number love, man. I, I definitely want to take you know take you up on whatever you got going on, man. I love to be a part of it.
3: Yeah, for sure, for sure. I'll reach That's out, fun. man. I'll reach out probably next week or something.
2: All right, that's what's up, man. Lots of love.
3: Hey, big congratulations, man! This is great, brother.
2: Hey, thank you, bro. Appreciate um,
1: you. Oh man, I, 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 that's Durham love right there, man. Oh man, it's love. Ain't, ain't nothing like Nicole. You gotta tell Sonya, man. You know, ain't nothing like Durham. You know, we gotta make sure we let her know we appreciate her city. <laughs> hey, nothing like,
2: nothing like the Bull City. You better, you better understand
1: what it is. <laughs> yeah. What, what other questions we got? Go ahead. Let's let's um get some more uh people to speak up. What questions we got? Looks There's, like Nina. Know,
3: Nina has her hand up.
1: Okay, go uh, ahead, Nina. Um, she can type it or she can um, speak it.
3: Hey, how's everybody? Hey. <laughs> hey, so I have a very serious question. It's been a very long time. I'm so excited and so proud to see you doing so exceptionally well. My question is, you paint the most amazing women. Mm. I like you depict women in the most amazing ways. I love all of the paintings that you do as it relates to women. So what's your inspiration? How did you get to that point?
2: Tell us. Oh man. First of all, I love women. Just the, so, and it took me a long time to paint women because I never, because I didn't, I I didn't want to like do it wrong. You know what I mean? So I think as I've gotten into the game and doing more, I really start with the ladies, with the women's eyes. The eyes really mean a lot to me. So I really put a lot of energy in the eyes. And, you know, it's just like, again, I mean, I love women. I mean, my daughter's probably the the greatest woman I know. I'm sorry, young lady that I know will be a great woman. And I love her and my grandparents, you know, my wife. And I mean, just, I've really gotten really... I just love painting women so I know I really put a lot of effort when I'm painting them to make sure that their you know their emotions are correct or they're, they look soft and they look you know nurturing and so I, I really put a lot into that and for those who don't know Nina is I've known Nina for years and years and years and we actually attended the American Intercontinental University together back in Atlanta so we, we did I've known her and we've been She's watched me fall in love with the color wheel from back in the day. So I'm glad you're here. Good to see you, Nina. (laughs)
1: Awesome. Awesome. You know, Nina, I appreciate your question because as I was saying, I wanted to just look at another picture, right? Mm. I wanted to look at another painting and just kind of have Darius talk to us. And I'm glad you said it because I couldn't really put my finger on it. But you're right. This brother does have a gift for displaying... (laughs) The beauty, yeah, and, 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 and I, I'm glad he said he said I love women.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean, you, I mean, I would be the wrong. I, am not going to be the one that gets it gets it wrong <laughs> when it comes to trying to paint women or just just their just their movements and like dancers or their bodies. Um, and as you all well know, if it was, I think if it wasn't for the colors that I use, I mean, again, I'm a color theorist and um you know this particular painting was actually it might have been a second person in this painting with her but this was the most sexiest portion of her that i that i believed in so that's what i painted you know what i mean and and sometimes i try to dumb it down for me to just paint the parts that i like the most um, but then in the process, I give it something like if you look at her lower back, there are two butterf- three butterflies that are flying up her lower back if you really look close. So what, what I like to do is I like to throw in some contrast in the piece, um, although it, it may seem from uh, far away to maybe just a sexy lady. But if you look real close, there's always something else in there that creates the harmony in the pieces like her. Um, because you know, I I, I just want to make it universal instead of just making it like you know, uh, this is this is a beautiful lady with her hair in her head, with a hand in her hair, with nice like, and gold hoops. I want to make it a I want to make it an actual painting. You know what I mean? To where you can hang it in more than one place. Make it, you know, create something universal. You know what I mean? A lot of paintings like this can actually get boxed in. You know, if you you know only be shown certain places, but she can be shown everywhere. You wow. know, and, 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 and I and I truly believe, I think that's what I've been what I've been wanting to do when it comes to painting women or oh, when it comes to painting like faces. Um I, I want to be able to 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 have it shown everywhere, you know. So um yeah, yeah. So that's well,
1: you- Darius, thank you for that. And I, I brought up this and shout out to Nina because we were like in the same place, right? I had this on deck. I'm getting ready to put it up there. I'm going to tell you what I see when I see this, you know, and in all respect to the artist. When I see this, I'm saying, like, you know, how did this brother paint this image from behind? Yeah. But you know it's a sister. Yeah. Come on, man. Hey, listen, let me tell you something.
2: <laughs> hey, hey, listen, yeah. I'm like... Sister, I'm thinking Instagram sensational model, yeah, yeah, you know, you know, and it's funny because I do the same things with like ballerinas or you know, anyone. Um, and it, it, I think that's that's really good to know if you can automatically know that's what it, that that's who she is, that's, that's that's her background. I think that's I really try to get that across when I when I when I'm when I'm when I'm compiling those brush strokes for the final project, so. Yeah. That's, um, you, yeah, you, yeah, you know, exactly what she is. No <laughs> doubt. No and, doubt. and then, like you said, you can put it anywhere. You put it anywhere. Yeah. that's, that's my thing. I don't, I don't want to box you in thinking, Oh, I got this lady. I can't hang her here. No, I want to, I want to, if you, if you really look deep, deep within those lines of mine, you'll see there's, there's, there there's a harmony that I've created within that piece based on colors or shape or contour. There's, yeah I've definitely created those, that, that harmony so yeah
1: that's all right that's all right so let's let's um, you know Darius I want you to get us to tell one more story
2: yeah. and
1: while you tell us one more story I just want to kind of as we get close to wrapping up Yeah, I want to hear the story about how you sold your first piece worth $25,000 wow. I want to hear that story yeah. and for the audience get your questions on deck you know any questions you want to ask Darius talks about anything if you want to you know Hear about, you know, how would you approach the topic with children? Mm-hmm. How would you support your artist if, you know, you can't afford a piece? How can you buy his pieces? If you look in the chat, several messages have been sent on how you can connect Darius. You can hit him up on his IG, his Instagram. You His work is currently on display at, um, what's the gallery again, Five Darius?
2: Five Points Gallery, 109 East Chapel Hill Street, right in the heart of downtown Durham. across okay. the BU Cafe, yeah, that's where we are.
1: That's all right. So you can see his pieces there. You can buy them. You can hit them up on IG. You can commission a brother for a personal piece. I'm thinking of a Black Moses right now. So I'm like, how would Darius do a Black Moses? You know, so that's that's what my mind is right now. But Darius, tell us, while um, people begin to think about their questions, tell us the story of how you ended up in the place, in the mind state, in the readiness to sell your first piece of 25 K yeah. and where you were before that moment and how you got there.
2: Yeah. So, you know, um, that was, that was a crazy moment. You know, I had no idea that piece was sell for that, but uh, to kind of give you some background, um, rest in peace to the late, great uh, Spencer Howard. He was like my mentor guess, of sorts. He kind of saw me back in the day and he said, man, I really believe you have something going on. Good. So, you know, he would hit me up and, you know, I, I furnished his house and I furnish his dental offices down here in Durham and um, uh, up in Greensboro as well. But he was really, a, he was really inspirational in pushing me to do do more. Like he, he wanted me to get out the house and do some things. But um, he, he was telling me about this group and, and take you back some. He's one half of the creator of the um, uh, Invisalign, like not the Invisalign, but the... Um, Mouthguards, like boxers, Floyd Mayweather wears, so he's one half of those guys. So he had a lot of stuff going on in North Carolina, I mean, in uh, New York with uh, a lot of big artists up in New York. And he would always tell me, like, hey, bro, I'd say, you just as good, it's not better than these big artists is making all this money. He would put me out in the game and say, yeah, I gotta have your art, I gotta push you forward. So long and short, I did a Basquiat piece. I did a I painted Basquiat, the, the late great Basquiat, uh, like maybe a 30 by 40 piece. Um, and he took it to New York, put it in a, his, his, uh, one of these uh, shows. I forgot what it's called, the name of the show. But the Huffington Post wrote it up. They wrote about this particular show. Swiss Beats, uh, a lot of heavy hitters was in it. Um, that particular piece uh, ended up selling that night for $25,000. And I was blown away. Um, because uh, up until that point, I had no idea that real money existed in in art. You know what I mean? Like for me, you know what I mean? I knew it existed, but I didn't know that I actually could be part of that crew. Um, That was an an amazing moment. And actually the folks that bought that piece actually commissioned me for more pieces um, after the fact. And they, uh, some black doctors that live in um, like the, the, the Southern part of North Carolina. Um, so it was, uh, just an amazing thing to be part of, uh, to be written about, um, and just kind of, just kind of, you know, makes me feel like I'm on the right path. It made me feel like I'm on the right path at that time. And, um, I've been aiming to get back to that and, uh, put in the work and hopefully we'll get some good eyes and some good pieces along the way. Um, but that, that was an amazing moment. You know, I went from that piece that was, uh, what, four, five, six years ago. So when I first started off, I sold my very first piece for a hundred bucks and it took me three weeks to produce that piece. Um, You know, it was one of those things, I had one piece, I was back in the day, 20 years ago, I was painting animated stuff with, you know, guys playing bass guitars and, you know, trumpets and such. And I sold that piece for a hundred bucks, you know, 20 years later, I'm selling for $25,000. So it was just an amazing transition um that i i didn't think it was i didn't think it was going to happen but i'm glad it happened but i knew i put the work in for it to happen um so you know we're looking forward to the next uh maybe million dollar spot we'll see <laughs>
1: awesome man well you know keep keep, keep following that inspiration man I, I love it i'm glad i started drawing yeah. you know people always talk about my daddy rich logo i'm like a logo yeah. I just drew that doing COVID, right? No, it's dope. You know, and no, I had some no, friends no. of the family. They was like, "Can you do it again?" I'm like, "Man, I can't do that again." I just, no, you know, I was in a moment. <laughs> but I tell- you know, I, I, I appreciate you, Darius. I appreciate you doing for what you, what you do. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you for blessing me. We're gonna to go to questions, but I just want to kind of say this before we go to questions: is that thank you for man. I just I can't even remember. I just knew. 15, 10, 15 years ago, I'm doing event planning. Back then, I like high-end events, you know, bougie, wine, cigar, art. I'm like, this brother got some art. He can come bless us. And it's going to be this whole experience, you know what I mean? And, and, and back then, you believed in me, man. And you came and you supported me. You believed in me now as I'm doing this podcast. You know what I mean? I got a meeting with my board of advisors on saturday it's going to be by like six different people who are really really trying to say calvin we love your show we love what you're doing we want to invest in you we want to help you go to the next level so yeah. 12 months from now you'll be rated as you know top yeah. cultural podcast blah 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 but yeah. i could not do that without people like you without brothers like you who have a story to tell who got from a to Z, but it was not a straight line. So I just want to thank you brother for being here. And thank you for your support, man, because this kindred spirit, this thing is real. So let's go to the audience. Um, What questions do we have, Tamika?
3: (laughs) Somebody put in the chat, does he
0: sell prints for the financially impaired?
2: (laughs) 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 Show do, show do. Actually, actually, I, I actually I do sell prints on the website uh great big canvas. I'm not sure if they're uh, if they're selling price if they're selling their, their p- price points are for <laughs> what she's asking. Um, but I do sell prints that way. That's the only way I sell prints.
1: Okay. And that's dot can- canvas. great,
2: great, yep, great canvas.com? Yep, com. That's the only place to sell prints. Um like, again, like the first thing I ever sold was a print. It took me like three weeks, for, uh, almost a month to make that joint. So I haven't sold prints on my own since.
1: <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yeah. You know, a, a part of your story, and, and we got time for more more questions, then we'll wrap up um, at 930. So there's one thing I like about the, the story when you sold that 25K piece is that you, you weren't in your best place. You're yeah. in a place where you were feeling some kind of way. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, like yeah. like you say, as a creator, as an artist, we some sensitive people. Yeah. You know, I'm glad now I can finally, you know, tell people why I'm sensitive, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, but the thing is, is that what that gentleman came, first of all, he believed in you. Yeah. And I think the word you said is he said, get out this house.
2: Yeah. 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 He told me. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was, I was stuck in the house, man, because I was. You know, I was, was I, the kids were young. I was raising kids. you know, my wife was working in UPS and she was making her moves, and you know we we, we, we were we were we were uh, scratching and getting by. um and I was tucked away uh, kind of away from the world because I was in a situation to where I was teetering on if I don't if, do I want to be a do I want to continue to be an idiot or do I want to like you know step up in these man boots and and raise these these kids proper, you know what I mean? so you know, I was, I was behind closed curtains and he said, yo, you're sitting, you're sitting on talent, you know, let's get it out here. So somebody can see it. Um, and I took his advice and he put me in the game and he gave me some, um, he gave me inspiration. He, you know, he made it possible for me to do that and let me know it's okay. Just stand behind you, stand behind your worst, stand behind your passion. He gave me that, he, you know, he gave me that, that courage to do so. And, um, uh, you know, and not that I was like, you know, I've always been confident in myself, but he definitely pushed the envelope to to actually make me understand that people want to see what I was doing. So that you know it awesome. really helped a lot. You know what I mean? Um, so. Awesome.
1: I see. Nikota got a hand up. Yeah. Nakoda, was that accident? You got a question? But yeah, I, I love that, Darius, because you know, you know, as a country boy, I, I've never been short on confidence. No. Nah. But there come these moments, these times, right? And I just love that moment because I just feel like I don't know what happened, but yeah, I just feel like something happened
2: there. Yeah, it's, it's, it's almost especially when we're doing when, when you get used to doing things bad or people looking at you bad or you know down their nose. You know, for me, I was kind of like, Well, if I, if I expose myself, they're only going to shoot me down.
1: Mm-hmm. You know I mean?
2: Like, if I expose myself now, they're only going to tell me that I'm not worthy, you know, go get another job, do something else. Um, but I took the shot and it worked out for me, you know what I mean? I, 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 I the confident was not, I was not short of that at all.
1: It's all right. Thank you. Go ahead, Nikota. I think you're on mute. Can we uh, take him off mute?
0: I just sent him.
1: Okay, yeah, I'm good. Come
0: on now, um, Darius. As far as like uh, art, I know you say that you're in a gallery um, in um, in Durham. Uh, do your pieces travel? And if so, how many pieces do you let out at any given time?
2: Um, yeah, they do travel. It just depends on what I have, I guess, as far as the inventory goes at that moment. Um, so
0: let's say you got 30 pieces on deck that could roll. Uh, uh,
2: at this time, I don't. If I did, they were all dope. Yeah, they can roll. <laughs> um, but, so, but you know, sometimes, sometimes I have 30 pieces that I I may not want to show. Like right I probably have 30 pieces in my house right now. that would never see the light of a art gallery or anywhere. Not because they're not good, because they're just, you know, my family hijacks certain pieces for them, but um, especially my daughter. Um, uh, but, yeah, if I have those pieces, man, definitely they can go. And I, I will say I've been a little blessed. I've been blessed lately. I mean, what I've been producing I've been selling. So inventory is kind of low. I mean, I've, you know, I've t- I'm turned that corner now. It feels good to, 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 to think that if I put it on canvas, somebody wants it almost immediately. And that's always, always a good thing. Um, but yeah, if I had if I had 30 pieces now, yeah, they can travel. Um, maybe set a show up. You set me up like two years from now, I'll give you 30 pieces, they're yours in two years.
1: You know, it sounds like Nikoda is working on a master plan and says um
2: <laughs>
0: two years.
1: as simple as he should say, now they want to um, play my phone. So I say now they want to buy your phone. You <laughs> see what I'm saying?
2: <laughs> hey, yo. so
1: so now they want to play my phone. That's the so whole I think Nikoda is working on a master plan. Nikoda, I think we should chop it up, man offline I think, I think we have an opportunity because you know we got to get Darius back in atlanta we can you can't stay too long we ain't gonna let them stay more than 24 hours but hey. atlanta boy i tell people they got all your bad habits whatever you want hey. they got it hey listen but, you know
2: i'm scared of atlanta you know I, I, have a, I have a brother who lives in atlanta right now so i don't know i want to go I, I, atlanta i've been i have been back in 20 some years so i don't know
1: yeah well we definitely got to get you back in dakota you know definitely let us know. I'll, I'll give you um, Darius's information yeah, so we can you. chop it up because, you know, where's the world getting ready to open up? Man, there's going to be a lot of opportunity. So as we exit, I just want to say thank you for the people who are here tonight. Thank you for, you know, this conversation, right? to thank you for, you know, um, tell thank you to your wife for you yeah. know, I know you guys are juggling some stuff like that for you being here. Um, thank you, Darius, for being here, for sharing your gift with us, for sharing your story with us the inspiration that comes from your story is that not everybody has a straight path. Not everybody has that pretty story. Sometimes it's the elephant in the room. Yeah. And that elephant don't look right all the time. Yeah. Right. Yeah, And sometimes you just got to keep doing what you're doing. And sometimes you need people who truly believe in you. Yeah. To tell us what we already know. So brother, thank you for being a testimony. Thank you for being a blessing, man. I give shout out and love to you. Give shorts to your, shout out to your family. Thank you all for supporting this brother, doing his thing. As a dad, I know people be looking at us crazy sometimes and they don't get the message to 20 years later, but trust me, yeah. you will get it. <laughs>
2: uh, it'll come, hopefully hopefully it's not too late. But you know what though, as long as you got a good village, like you guys right here, support, support means a lot. So daddy get everybody through everything. So mad love to you, man. Thank you, uh, thank you y'all. Connecting. Reconnecting, Bull City. Bull, Bull City, city that's Bull City. Yeah, no I'm doubt
1: rolling you. bro, I gotta go.
2: Hey, thank you, does. thank you.
1: So anybody who know me, I'm gonna play a few songs until we drop.
2: Go ahead Darius. you time. wanna say something else? Yeah, I wanna say mad shots to my uh, gallery crew, Jenny Blazing, Jim, Natasha's here, uh, Donna Stubbs, um, uh, Teddy's here, Gotta show love. If I missed you, uh, um, uh, Susan Woodson, uh, some more folks. Anyway, but I gotta show love to my Five Points Gallery crew. I love y'all. Y'all know what it is. I'm glad y'all support. And everybody in the dirty, you know what it is? I love y'all.
0: Thank you for joining us at Southern Soul Livestream Talk Show. Mm -hmm. Join us weekly at soullivestream.com. If you're joining us live, we'll take a quick music break and then come back for discussion with the audience.